Good morning on this Thursday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we left off in the book of Romans, reading from the King James Version, 718. It said, For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. This is an interesting section that Paul wrote about because many of us as Christians deal with that. How, how do I perform that which is good? I, I want to pray. I want to help people. I, I, I want to read my Bible. I want to spend time waiting on God. I want to do all these good things, but I I just can't figure out how to do it. And we learn from the very beginning that God is our creator. He initiated our creation. We weren't there to tell him the specifics of how to make us and and how to design us. And he just chose to do it. He chose how to do it. He chose when to do it. Because he is God. He is our creator. And as our creator, he knows how best we function and what we need, how we need it. He he knows all the ins and outs, our getting up, our sitting down. He knows everything about us. And he knows exactly what it takes to do what needs to be done. While knowing that man would fall and having made preparations by the Lamb of God before the foundations of the age, he was ready to bring us back to him, to restore us back to him. And he knew that this thing called flesh, into which uh, a piece of clay he had breathed into the breath of life and our bodies, because of the blood flowing through it, became alive. This flesh has nothing good in it after the fall. Sin tainted it so bad that it retained the marks and the old habits which have to be, through the power of the Holy Spirit, brought into subjection. They have to be controlled. Therefore, Paul was able to say, I bring my body unto subjection. I control it so that it's not out of control. We have been given a spirit of self-control so that we're no longer out of control. And because of that, it's God that both puts in us, in our hearts, and in our soul, the capacity not only to will a thing, but also the ability on how to perform it. If we would just learn to wait and depend upon him, not get overly anxious and get of him, get ahead of him or stay behind. Now, in the translations or the translation that I read yesterday, it pretty much brings this out. Now, remember, we're talking about the flesh. The old nature was that part that Adam, when he fell became that is what was imparted to him by satan that sinful nature that nature that wants to sin our spirit was 
alienated from God, therefore it had no life. It had it it it, it, it technically it died because it was alienated from God. Therefore, being alienated and separated from God, since He is the source of all life and all creation, we died. And when we are brought back to Christ and we are restored to Him, His life in us is restored also. So therefore, we are made alive again unto God. But the flesh, which uh, basically because of sin was considered dead and must stay dead, uh, it, it has a time limit of how long it will live here on this earth. It will expire. Uh, it will go back to where it came from, dust to dust, ashes to ashes. That we must be aware of. This flesh cannot inherit heaven. This flesh must be either changed at the rapture uh, or a new one be made. If we have already died physically in Christ uh, and have been buried, it must be transformed into a glorified body. Our soul must on a daily basis be renewed. Our will, our mind, our emotions must be brought under the control of the Holy Spirit so that He can put in us the desires, the strong desires of the wills, the passions uh, uh, of the soul that are under His control, not out of control. If we're going to hate, we're, we should have a hatred towards sin, not towards another human being. If, if we're going to love, it's not love the things of this world, but love God with all our might, with all our strength, with all our, 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 with all that he has put within us. So if we take that into consideration, then the soul must be renewed. The, the human spirit must be born again. And the flesh must be put to death on a daily basis. It needs to have the cross of Christ applied to it. And it means that we deny ourselves uh, and our, our own passion and desires and receive and accept those that he has placed in us. So let's read Romans seven eighteen. I know that my mind was completely infected with distrust. Fear and selfishness, which totally perverted all my desires and faculties. So that even when distrust has been eradicated, meaning even when we have been given faith to live by, we still want to revert back to living and not trusting God. And trust has been restored the damage caused by the years of distrustful and selfish behavior has yet has not yet been fully healed. So I find myself at times I have the desire to do what is right, but yet do not yet have the ability to carry out those desires. And that is where our dependence on God completely and totally in all areas of our life is necessary. To lean and depend upon Him to help us to pray. To lean on Him and depend on Him guiding us on where to be, what to do. Even the very words that we are to say. Uh, get up in the morning and have Him teach us. Lord, you know, what am I going to say today? 
Where am I going to be your servant that's going to speak a word that is necessary to someone that is weary, someone that is wore out, someone that is just absolutely tired? Uh, I, I wait on you because if I wait on you, then I will have my strength renewed and I'll be able to strengthen and help others. An example of an individual not wanting to depend on God is an example of someone that is full of pride. Pride was the reason that Satan, or we'll call him Lucifer, fell from heaven. He was exalted in himself and he thought he could also be equal with God. We can never be equal with, with God. He is the alone the only sovereign creator. We will always be the creature, the workmanship of his hands. Now, here's an example. The the Bible in Proverbs in chapter six it says that you know there's seven things that God hates. And one of those things is an individual that is full of pride. We cannot be having pride in our lives. And for the people of Israel, when he brought them up out of Egypt and they entered into the promised land, and they conquered the promised land where they were supposed to dwell. Then God had told them, look, when I have given you rest from all your enemies round about, and you have houses that, uh, 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 that you have possessed, and you have land, and you have crops, and you have all of this. He says unto them in Deuteronomy 8.17, And say not in thine heart my power and the might of my hand, has gotten me all this wealth. Right here is an example. It can not only be wealth, it can be power, it can be knowledge, it can be anything. The moment that we say my ability, my power, my my might, my, my strength, uh, my, I'm, I'm going to use the word, my kimosabi, my scheminess, my ability to, we are off course. God is a giver. Man is a taker. God is a giver. Man has to learn to give. And man has nothing in himself, absolutely, that if he has not received it from God, then it, it is not something that he can boast about. Man has nothing that he possesses in himself, that does not come from God alone. Even Nicodemus recognized in Jesus, in John chapter 3, when Jesus was doing all the miracles and the things that he did, and Nicodemus came to him by the nighttime and told him that, you know, uh, you're of God because no man can do the things that you do unless he is sent from God. Unless you have been given this ability, unless you have been given this might, this miracle working power, there's no way that... A human being on his own can do it. Now, the devil can give you certain things, but he, remember, is a created being also. Therefore, he will always be limited in what he can do. God is unlimited in what he can do. He possesses all power. He possesses all strength. He possesses all wisdom. He possesses the ability to be everywhere at the same time. He is God. It says in verse 18, Deuteronomy 8.18, But thou shalt remember the Lord your God. Remember Elohim. Remember Jehovah. For it is he that giveth thee the power 
And in both uh, verses, verses 17 and 18, the word there that is used for power is basically the capacity. He gives you the vigor. He gives you the means. Uh, he gives you the ability uh, to be able to do it. Ability, that's the word that we're looking for. He gives us the ability. We don't have the ability within him, within ourselves, but it comes from him. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that you may be that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto your fathers, as it is this day. In verse 19 it says, And it shall be if thou shalt not uh, and it and it shall be if thou do all do at all forget the Lord thy God and walk after other Elohims and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. So here we have an example where God is jealous. He does not want his name to be forgotten. He does not want his power to be given credit to another. But God says, look, what I give you is for you to worship me. What I give you, what I give you is that you may testify of me. What I do for you, that you may walk in my ways. But if you at all forget and you decide to go after other gods and use my ability and my strength that I have given you to worship them and to be able to do it. He says, surely you shall perish. Now, in the book of Ecclesiastics in chapter 18, we see examples because some people can say, they can say, uh, well, what about the rich, you know? They, they claim to be self-made millionaires or self-made billionaires or whatever. And, and what about them? Well, the scripture talks about them. And uh, we're going to be looking at this tomorrow in Ecclesiastics in chapter 18 about the man that God gives the ability uh, to be blessed and the man that God does not give the ability to enjoy that blessing. And uh, we'll look at it tomorrow. Uh, we've actually run out of time. But consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly bless you. Keep looking up. Our Redeemer and our redemption draw near. Amen.